Welcome to What Do Catholics Believe, a Catholic Inquiry Centre podcast. If you have any questions, please visit us at catholicinquiry.com. Enjoy and God bless. Hearing God's Call, an audio introduction to the Catholic faith. This is the 16th of a 30-session program produced by the Catholic Inquiry Centre, an agency of the Australian Catholic Bishops' Conference. The title of this session is The Apostles' Creed, Part 1. This is the first of two sessions in which we explore an early Christian statement of belief. Among some members of the early Christian community, there arose disagreements as to what Jesus taught and the meaning of his teaching. In time, as the Christian community grew larger, there arose a need to create a list of the most important aspects of the Christian faith. The Apostle Paul wrote letters to the various Christian communities that he established around the Mediterranean Sea. In a number of his letters, Paul included some very early summaries of the Christian faith. For examples of these lists made by Paul, see chapter 1 of the letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2 of the letter to the Philippians, and chapter 1 of the letter to the Colossians. One of the collections or lists of teachings that grew in importance in the early church is a piece of writing called the Apostles' Creed. In legends, it was once told that the apostles themselves wrote this creed, and each of the twelve main points was attributed to one of the apostles. In fact, the Apostles' Creed was the profession of faith used at the rite of baptism in the church in Rome. The Apostles' Creed is still used in the church today as a summary of the main Christian beliefs and as one of the prayers that make up the rosary. In this session, we explore the first three points made in the Creed and the other nine are addressed in the next session. Before we begin our examination, let us listen to this ancient prayer which captures the main teachings of Christianity in a nutshell. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The first line names God the Father, the creator of heaven and earth, as Almighty. In this description, we have an image of God as powerful and creative, as the one who is the source of everything that exists. God is the source of all that we can see on earth and in space, and God is the source of heaven, which is beyond our imagination. The second line begins with the proclamation that the man, Jesus of Nazareth, is the anointed one of God the Christ. While he is from the town of Nazareth, Jesus is, at the same time, God's only Son and one with God the Father. In the next phrase, our Lord, the our, identifies Jesus as one like us, and with the term Lord, Jesus is named as one who is above us. 
In the very next line, we are told how it can be that Jesus is both like us and at the same time above us. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. The Creed states that Jesus was conceived in an extraordinary way by the Holy Spirit and was born of a woman named Mary. To emphasize the extraordinary nature of his conception, Mary is identified as a virgin. In these first three stanzas of this ancient Christian creed, we find two of the central teachings of the Church. The first is that we believe in one God as Trinity, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Secondly, that God the Son, in a way we do not fully understand, was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born as a baby to a young virgin named Mary. In the next session, we are to explore the rest of the Apostles' Creed. For the moment, you might want to spend a little time reflecting on an idea from the Creed and to view it not as a problem to be solved, but as a mystery that invites us into the very heart of God. We now set aside some time for personal reflection. You might want to press the pause button and spend some time either writing or drawing your response to each of the three questions. Question number one. In light of the Apostles' Creed, express your own statement of faith. Question two. What is your experience of standing by your faith? And question three. Sometimes our faith is tested. Identify elements of the mystery of your faith that you want to bring to prayer. A film available on DVD that might help to explore the theme of church teaching is A Man for All Seasons. Made in 1966, the screenplay for this film was written by Robert Bolt and was directed by Fred Zinnerman and stars Paul Schofield. They don't make films about the development of church teaching except in documentaries. However, in looking at A Man for All Seasons, we see a period of history where the Chancellor of England faces a crisis with the divorce of Henry VIII. He has to look to his principles, including the creed of faith which sustains his convictions. Thomas More, the man for all seasons, is executed, declaring that he was the king's true subject, but God's subject first. Thomas More was an intelligent and educated man who was faced with a political crisis that was both secular and religious. It was also a time of upheaval in the church. With the Reformation and dissent within the church, there was a need to ensure that the creed and church teaching were clear and worth dying for. We conclude this session with a reading from the first chapter of Luke's Gospel, verses 26 to 36. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. He went in and said to her, Rejoice, you who enjoy God's favour, the Lord is with you. She was deeply disturbed by these words and asked herself what this greeting could mean. But the angel said to her, Mary, do not be afraid. You have won God's favour. Look, you are to conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you must name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. 
The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and his reign will have no end. Mary said to the angel, But how can this come about, since I have no knowledge of man? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will cover you with its shadow, and so the child will be holy, and he will be called Son of God. If you have any questions about what you've just heard, please feel free to contact us at the Catholic Inquiry Centre. If you're in Australia, you may request a free book about the Catholic faith through our website. Visit catholicinquiry.com.